Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 50, recorded May 26, Woo! 2022. Wow. Yeah, 50th episode, yeah. bitches! Wow. 50 episodes. Holy shit. Say it ain't so. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. All that right. intro gets your blood pumping, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it does. the point. Let's do it. All I'm right. Have a boner. Let's get started with uh-huh. horror news. A lot the of horror best, news. Best news that I've heard all week, all month. John Carpenter's classic, The Thing, returns to cinemas for two days in June to celebrate yeah. the 40th anniversary of the release. 40 years, man. 40. Yeah. It's going to be June 19th and June 22nd in select theaters. Um, there is a Twitter announcement that I'll post the link to in the f- show notes and also post it up on Facebook. Uh, that is a Twitter link from John Carpenter's Twitter announcing the return to theaters for 40th anniversary. Very It holds up. It holds up, you know, yeah, when, when you watch does. it. Like, it, it, it doesn't it age. It is an all-time classic and a, and a lesson in masterwork of practical effects. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Are they going to clean it up? Uh, my understanding is it is a restored 35-millimeter print. Nice. Okay, fine. Uh, so Sweet. Supposedly it's, you know, original, original copy, cleaned up. I remember when I was a kid watching media. movies, you know, you'd have like the, the dots and the lines like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the screen when the film's well, rolling. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a transfer, so chances are that stuff is still there, but yeah. cleaned up nicely to look good on digital. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what we do in the shadows, season four, plot teases, new beasts, guest stars, and more of Baby Colin as we left <laughs> off with Baby Colin <laughs> bursting out of the chest of the corpse of Colin. Uh, I cannot wait to see what they do with him. That blew my mind. I had no idea that that was going to happen. Well, he didn't either. <laughs> no, no. He didn't either. Yeah, it says uh, FX's hilarious hit, What We Do in the Shadows, is coming back on the air for season four this summer with a brand new season premiere on July 12th, 2022. Nice. I want in more this of new the, uh, what was it, the, the country guy or what was it? <laughs> Which one? There was a, it what? was a... Spinoff of one of the characters. Oh, Jackie. Uh, oh, Jackie Daytona. Jackie yeah, Daytona. Jackie the Daytona, bartender. So I want more Jackie Daytona. <laughs> I fucking Daytona. love that. I want more I want Jackie, more Jackie Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the shocking season three finale, Nandor, Guillermo, and Nadia left Staten Island to go their separate ways, while Laszlo stayed home to take care of the creature that clawed its way out of the chest cavity of deceased Colin Robinson, a.k.a. Baby Colin. This season, the vampires return to Staten Island with their mansion on the verge of total structural collapse. And with no money to repair it, while Nandor's eternal search for love finally yields results, Nadja finally realizes her dream of opening the hottest vampire nightclub in the tri-state area. <laughs> nice. Can't, can't fucking wait. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I don't know if you know it or not, um, most of the outdoor scenes of their mansion is filmed here in California in so- South Palo Alto. Oh, yeah? Uh, okay. My daughter and I drove up to see the house uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, that is fucking awesome. 
Did they have the uh, the shrubberies that were shaped they like? Did, they did not. No. I'm assuming <laughs> that that is uh, props <laughs> that they add for it. But but the outdoor scenes, uh, the house is there. So that would have been cool. awesome though if they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're the vagina shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smell like werewolf piss. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Evil Dead Rise. Sam Raimi says Lee Cronin's film will knock your socks off. Nice. Um, although the writer-director Lee Cronin's contribution to Evil Dead franchise, Evil Dead Rise, is f- not uh, is far enough along that it's already received a ra- rated R for strong, ho- bloody horror, violence, and gore, and some language, the release date still hasn't been announced. I'm a little bit worried because I saw a screener yeah, you said it was looked like a finished product almost. Well, I mean, there were some special effects that weren't completed yet, but I'm worried that because that was months ago. I, I saw that months ago, and we still don't have a release date, so I'm a little bit concerned. Although, Sam Raimi said he watched a, a not-so-complete version, a cleaned-up mm-hmm. version, a more cleaned-up version, and a version that's near-ready for release. So they're doing a lot of editing. I'm hoping it's still good. Um, uh, to me, it it's a, it's a different film. It's a different Evil Dead film, right? But it's fucking great, as f- at least from what I've seen. So I'm all right with that. I thought the the remake was, or, I mean, the last one from 2000 what was that 2009 now. So yeah. that one was, yeah. I thought that no, was really t- good. 2013, 2013, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was excellent as a yeah. fan of the the original franchise. Yeah, what we know is that it is going to be streaming through HBO Max, um, and it's supposed to be sometime this year. Yes. Uh, Sam Raimi vetted and handpicked Cronin to take over the Evil Dead Rise after watching his feature directorial debut. Excuse me, debut of the Hole in the Ground. We did review that movie last yeah, year. Yeah, that was if you decent. Remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was. A, yeah. It's a very good movie. So after seeing that, Sam Raimi personally picked him to direct this new film and to produce this new film. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a here's a bit of a synopsis of what's been released so far. Uh, Road weary Beth plays an over overdue visit to her older sister Ellie, who is raising three kids of her own in a cramped LA apartment. Um, the sisters' reunion is cut short by discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to the flesh possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she's faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. You ring a bell, Sal? That, well, that'll give you a little hint of what I saw in that film, so yeah. right. not going to talk about so it. So it was close to what you saw, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, the story, I don't think the storyline would change by much, but. Yeah. Um, our next story, The Nun 2, is setting, is uh, getting ready and re- um, mm-hmm. to be filmed in France. Mm-hmm. There's an open casting call for the sequel. Um, this is uh, The Nun 2, which is going to be taking place apparently in 1956 in France. Mm-hmm. A priest is murdered, spreading evil... Uh, the sequel to the worldwide smash, The Nun, follows Sister Irene as once again comes face-to-face with the demonic force Valak, the demon I, nun. I was disappointed with the original. I mean, yeah, it, me it wasn't terrible, but as far as the movies go in that franchise, I, it's okay. I'll say the introduction of The Nun in the previous Conjuring film oh, was more God, scary yeah. than The Nun in the actual Nun yes. movie. Yes, yes, agreed. 
I thought she was terrifying in the conjuring. Oh, yeah. And then I was excited to see the nun and then disappointed once yep, it for didn't sure. live up to my expectations. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie. It just I, I wouldn't like no, I wouldn't the have expected story a sequel. was kinda of boring, right? It was well, like we expected quite a bit more out of it. Like I said, the introduction yeah. to her in the conjuring was terrifying. Yeah. The, the writer just didn't live up to what we kind of expected. And I don't know if that's a matter of, you know, us as fans expecting too much. You know, sometimes expectations set a standard that's way too high and can never be met. I, yeah, I don't that's, know if that's the case, but, you know. That's on them. They're yeah. setting our expectations so high for making good shit to begin with. It was fucking great in The Conjuring, yeah. Um, Attack of the 50-Foot Cam Girl, exclusive clip on Full Moon's latest, will <laughs> blow you away. Nice. Um, great B-horror movie. Um, it looks, I don't know if you saw the trailer. I did post it up on the Facebook. Mm, I think uh, I have a chance to watch it yet. Link, the trailer looks great. So this is uh, Beverly Wood is one of the biggest stars in social media. Millions of fans subscribe to her sexy cam shows to buy her products, and it seems everyone loves her. Everyone, that is, except for her husband. And Fuchsia, the young upstart who secretly plots to bring Beverly down and take over her online empire forever. But Beverly's latest and untested brand of unholy matrimony gives her a gargantuan side effects. She becomes an even bigger force to reckon with, ballooning into beastly proportions. The now 50-foot-tall influencer becomes super large, totally in charge, and ready for revenge in this wacky comedy horror that's positively bursting at the seams. Let me tell you, the, the girl-on-girl fight scene of the 50-foot woman was fucking great to begin with. So I, I, just that little clip that I posted, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a, this is gonna be a B-movie classic. I'm going to have to watch the trailer after the show. <laughs> it's funny. With that 50-foot growth, it, her cellulite grows at 50 feet, too. <laughs> and, her, and her boobies. <laughs> and her boobies. Um, two trailers have recently uh, been shown for the new Netflix Resident Evil live action series starting July 14th. Hmm. Uh, I have the link here. I'll be posting that onto our Facebook group. It'll also be in the uh, show notes here. Uh, Resident Evil, a live action scripted series building on Capcom's legendary video game franchise starring Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker. Nearly three decades after discovery of the T-Virus, an outbreak reveals the Umbrella Corporation's dark secrets. Um, The first trailer is like a bit of a teaser. It's really not that great. But the second one shows all the monsters, all the gore and all the glory. Kind of excited for it. I hope it's not shit. Yeah. I, I'll check it out, especially since it's Netflix. You know, you don't have to pay extra money to go see it. Already paying too much money for that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on a recent Entertainment Online article, Courtney Cox praises the new script for Scream 6. That's mm. right. Another Scream film. I know. I, I loved the, the last one, but, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna, they're going to push it too far. Listen. Yeah. It hasn't been officially announced, but Courtney Cox is talking about reading the script. So we'll see what happens. She spoke with Entertainment Tonight about the film screenplay and says it is probably one of the best ones that she's read so far. Wow. Mm, All right. Enough for a star like her to get on board. Um, Crimes of the Future, the new film by Cronenberg, Creates walkouts at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, man. 
They walked it, out within like the first six minutes, didn't they? Yes. A child, a child autopsy, sexy intestines, and Kristen Stewart. Crimes of the Future earns Cannes walkouts and a seven-minute standing ovation at the end of the film. Wow. David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future. Yeah. The, Yo, the, the trailer, trailer looks pretty fucked up. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was it like, may, it's like a combination of the fly, naked lunch, and Videodrome all in one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, fu- yeah, it's it's weird, dude. It it it'll give you it, it's it just by that trailer. I'm gonna have nightmares from this film because body horror is the fucking yeah, it's terrible. And Cronenberg is so good, so good at making terrible things out of body horror. Yeah, that's the that what's that that makes you the most squeamish, like body horror, like absolutely. Because you're looking at this going, what the fuck, man? That could, and you feel it sometimes. You feel it in your own hand or penis or ear yeah, or man. eyeball, you know? like I, I will never forget Videodrome when James Woods, his stomach opens up and he inserts a fucking VHS tape into his gut in Videodrome. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it as a kid on HBO. Yeah. A time ago. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I had nightmares for months about putting VHS tapes into my stomach. <laughs> mm. um, David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future seems to be the most polarizing movie of the year at the Cannes Film Festival. According to Variety, dozens of audience members walked out of the Cannes screenplay more less than midway through the film. On the flip side, the same screening, the audience members gave a seven-minute standing ovation at the end of the film. You know, now Lars von Trier's got to like go and like make something even more <laughs> fucked up so that people will walk out even faster. <laughs> is, who could have someone walk out of their film the fastest? Is the race to the bottom? Uh, the film includes a gory child autopsy scene, which seemed to shock audience members the most. Shots of a bloody intestines and characters who orgasm by licking each other's open wounds. <laughs> Man. There's also a chair shaped like an oblong human spine that rotates in grotesque angles. Crimes of the Future will open in the U.S. in theaters on June 3rd. Nice. All right. Um, that is it that I have for news. What do you guys got? You got anything? Yeah. Um, no mention of the Stranger Things uh, f- season four. Uh... Listen, that comes out tomorrow. It's competing with Obi-Wan. I'm going to watch Obi-Wan because here, here's what I, my honest thoughts on Stranger Things season four. Beating a dead horse. Where yeah, are they going to take the story from here? We, we, we said that after season three. They Where's it going to go it? from here? Although it's got Robert England in it, so I'm a little excited. Uh, and they say that they're playing the horror angle up even more so in this season than they had in the previous seasons. So I'll watch it only because I've watched the first three. Again, like you, I'll probably watch Obi-Wan before I watch uh, Stranger Things Season 4. Yes. I'll, I'll still watch it, though. Also, I saw a uh, trailer yesterday. Uh, Emma Roberts is coming out in a, a haunted house movie. Uh, I think... June 22nd? No, yeah, I saw that. Abandoned? Abandoned. Abandoned, yeah. yeah, And it's her her and her husband are escaping something that happened to them in the city with their less than one-year-old son. And they buy this house that's been on the market for a long time. And crazy shit starts to happen. It looks looks pretty good. I like it. She's she's a good horror actress. She does a lot, you know, she does a lot of good, like, horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it looked pretty good. Awesome. Now, that's all I have as far as news. Anything from Craig? you, Craig? 
Um, I think the the, the Night House is out on uh, HBO Max. I think they just pushed it out. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Didn't that win the uh, the the Chainsaw Award? Was was that the yeah. number? It no, it, it did win one of them. Yeah, Malignant I think won the uh, the feature film award. I think maybe that won like the small film or whatever what they called it. Something you know, not like the big budget one. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Those were pretty cool. I liked those. Chainsaw Awards, by the way, very good. Yeah. Besides the technical difficulties at the beginning, but, you know. <laughs> we were all like, "What the hell's going on, man? It's a movie on it. This was the movie that was just on like a half an hour ago." Yeah, but then then the movie like switched in the middle. It switched over to Blood Machines, and I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck is going on?" And then yeah, and then on Twitter, I was following the feed there, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we're having technical difficulties. If you can see Blood Machines on your screen, you're go- you're in a good shape. If you don't see Blood Machines, reload the app and until you see Blood Machines." Yeah, which, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Which, by the way, Blood Machines was a pretty good TV show. I don't know if you watched that series. I thought no, it was I didn't. pretty good. And that, all right. that's all I got. Yeah, that's all right, awesome. Yep. All right, let's move on to this month's top five. The top five this month is women directors in horror. Top five women directors in horror. And it goes Chris, Craig, Sal. A lot of good movies. A lot of good yep. movies to choose from. Yeah. Um, a lot of repeats from other lists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> a lot of repeats, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably all have a I mean, even though there's a lot to choose from, I'm assuming our list will be fairly similar. Well, because some of the ones that we're going to pick are just fucking great movies. Yeah. All yeah. right. So my number five is American Psycho, Mary yeah. Heron. Great movie. Um, actually, uh, I also helped co-write the screenplay, but it was based off of a, a novel, I believe. Nice. Um, such a great movie. Uh, it is. One of the classics. Know. Yeah, and I, I've probably watched that a dozen times, and every time I just sit in awe at uh, Christian Bale, his performance is, is phenomenal. My number four, Near Dark. Yeah, uh, you introduced that to me in and uh, one for one of our movies to watch. Yep, one of our one um, of my top five favorite vampire movies. Catherine Bigelow, um, and that was her debut uh, feature film. So uh, you know, great cast, great take on a vampire movie. Um, Bill Paxton was, or was it Bill? Pu- I was get those two. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Right? Or, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, I was get Bill Paxton, and Bill Pullman, like confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was great. Uh, number three, The Babadook. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Kent was the director of that one, and that was also her feature debut film. Um, great. I mean, you got to give it to like directors who their first directorial movie is a great film, right? Yeah, you know, and uh, that that was a, a great haunting slash psychological, you know, movie. Yep. Number two for me was Saint Maud, and that was also a debut uh, directorial um, feature film for uh, Rose Glass. Apparently, she's also like an actress and uh, stuff, but that was her first like film. And that was another one of those, like, movies, like, just, you know, it keeps you, like, just edging you along the entire movie, like, and it's building slowly and slowly, and then that last, like, 15 minutes just, like, like punches you right in the gut. Right. Uh, and then my number one is the Fear Street Trilogy. <laughs> um, I, you know, you, you, you can't do them individually, because we haven't done them individually right. for anything for anything right. else, so I'm just going to say the entire trilogy was my... Uh, my my number one. Um, I think she did a great job with those. Uh, Leah J- Janiak, I think, is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she that, she also uh, directed a horror movie, uh, The Honeymoon. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. That was actually yep. a pretty decent one. 
Um, so yeah, that's my my number one. I have two honorable mentions. Uh, Satanic Panic. <laughs> that was uh, directed yeah. by Chelsea Stardust. That's what. That's that was, one that we reviewed too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a great like late Friday night. I like, fucking love that movie. Comedy <laughs> horror. Yeah. You know, uh, and then my other one is The Invitation, um, and that was Karen Kuzma Kuzama, who also directed Jennifer's Body. Um, mm-hmm. That was a, that was an interesting movie. I liked yeah, the, that was the spin on right? that. Yeah, like it like they invited it was like a dinner party, and then all of a sudden they're like part of some fucking weird ass cult. Yeah, yeah. So that's my list. Nice. All right. Um, my number five was American Psycho, as well. Oh, same number too. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed when you said that. So, yeah, I mean, well, this happens a lot, right? So I went yeah. American Psycho. Again, like you said, Christian Bale steals the show with that movie. Uh, number four, probably a sleeper, uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Dude, I love that movie. I, love I haven't it. seen it yet. Oh, I remember yeah. you mentioned that once before. Dude, it's my daughter, I seen my daughter even yeah. likes that movie. Yeah, It's, it's a, a foreign film, right? Film. It's a sleeper, but it's, uh, it's, is it, it's not, I guess it's is not. Is it a foreign, foreign. film? Jeez. What's that? Is it a foreign it film? It is a foreign film, isn't it? It is a foreign is film, it, yes. Is it subtitled? I don't remember. It's like Israeli or yes. something, right? Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I remember you talking about it before. Yeah, but I was pleasantly surprised when I, when I sat down and watched it and I was like, wow, you know, it was good. A lot better than, uh, I anticipated it to be. So, uh, yes. that one's on my list. Maybe could have been higher. I was bouncing that one. Where to put it? Uh, number three, I went with Saint Maud. Nice. Uh, along with uh, Chris, that was on my list. Uh, number two, I went with Pet Cemetery. Oh, I right. forgot about that. The original, right? Not that shitty one that we yeah, watched. Yeah, no, the, the original one. Um, I know, Sal, you have some trepidations about you know sticking close to the story and whatnot, but. It's a good film. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. Like you said, it was, I thought it was, you know, the acting was good. It was well directed. I think, yeah, the right? original one was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one, I went with Fear Street as well. Fear Street <laughs> Trilogy. Dude, that, that trilogy of movies is so good. It, it has made it onto several of our top five lists. Yeah, I yeah, know. And, and I think it's w- been number one in a couple of them. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it was. It was like, yeah, I'll watch it. You know, and then you're like, whoa. You know, it's like so yeah. much And then you're better. like, well, is the second one going to be as good? Because I really like this Blows first one. Blows your mind. Blows your yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> they got better and better, right, as they, as yeah. they went along. And um, how then they, uh, like, tied it all together, that complete story was. Yep. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, I was and hoping. I'd, and the thing I loved more, about right? it is how many times you see a trilogy come out back to back to back like that. Yeah, yeah. Never. that was that was nice. And that was, was like, man, how am I gonna wait? Right, R.L. Stein stories, and I yep. think they yeah. are coming out with uh, another little set of those. I, right? I heard they are doing another little trilogy of movies with R.L. Stein. Yep. Yeah, nice. Looking forward to those adult, yeah, adult horror, definitely. And uh, Babadook, I have on my uh, honorable mention. Honorable mention list. Yep. Nice, nice. Man, our lists are so similar, dude. <laughs> I only have a couple that are different, but still. Uh, my number five is Satanic Panic. Ah, nice. I just love that movie because it's so <laughs> funny, and yeah. and like uh, Jer- Jerry O'Connell and God, uh, love so Jerry fucking O'Connell. good, so fucking good. In that and Rebecca Romaine Stamos O'Connell, so good, so good. That movie yeah. was like 
I looked at him like, yeah, it looks like it might be fun. And then after I watched him, like, oh my god, this is a great film. I really yeah. It's one of those weird, like, just like you're bored and like just want to watch something. Like, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It didn't get the promotion that it really needed because if people would have known how great that movie was, I'm sure it probably would have been a blockbuster. It was so good, so good. I I really liked it a lot. In terms of you know, it's one of those things where I posted this video um, to to our Facebook group today talking about that difficult balance of making a comedy horror. Yeah, I didn't read that yet, but that that yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And and this is one of those ones that just the blend is so perfect, so good. Yeah. Uh my number 4, American Psycho. I I have the uh, collector's edition on Blu-ray because that is one of my favorite films. I love that film. Uh especially the scene with the Huey Lewis in the news and it's <laughs> And it's it's uh uh and I'm uh, my brain I'm getting old and I can't remember names, so you had to start a film and then you had to do the plays more more Morbius. Oh yeah, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, that scene yeah. is so fucking good, and there's so many memes made of that scene because that scene is so fucking great. Um, my number three, Near Dark. It's one of my top five vampire movies. I love yeah. Near Dark. It was a really good, and actually, I think I read when I was re- doing this that the, the the woman who directed that directed the Hurt Locker, and she's like the first woman to ever win a, an Oscar yeah. as a director. Well, I'll she, tell you, she was the thing about Near Dark, and I don't know if we mentioned this when we did our review, but uh, Near Dark is really uh, an analogy for the AIDS pandemic in the 1980s. Oh, uh, so it's it's quite the movie. I really really enjoy that movie. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, my number two, which neither of you had on your list, but it was on the Chainsaw Awards. Titan. I don't know if you watched that yet. I haven't watched it yet. No, it, it's on my list. But I that's such like a, a that's body movie. horror, right? Yeah, such a fucking good movie. And you know, it won a couple of the Chainsaw Awards. It's it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, there's supposedly like a car <laughs> sex scene in it or something Dude, like there's that. There's some or... really fucked up shit in that movie, but it's a good good movie. Yeah, it's on my list. <clears throat> uh, and my number one. Fear Street Trilogy. <laughs> wow. Number one all around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that movie, that trilogy. And you know what? I can't separate into three different movies. Yeah. Because no, that complete story is so good. And each of those movies gets better as it goes on. But I will say my favorite is the middle one. The 1970s one. That that was my favorite one. out of the Yeah. Three. I think just because we, we the, you know, it was more about when we were around. You know, yeah, we, we, yep. we know the 70s better than, you know, yep. the, what was the... the 1600s was the yeah, first yeah. one, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, current day was the... I've got two honorable mentions. One of them I know I told you guys about, and I wanted to review it one of these days, but we, I, I haven't selected it yet. Uh, the Love Witch. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. It's fucking crazy film, but so yeah. good. It's and so it's kind of like, like, it looks like it's just like a 70s film, right? But it's yeah. from like the 2000s. Yeah, and the thing is, that's the thing I love about it is the stylistic filming of this like 1960s, 1970s type movie. Mm-hmm. And and this director, um, Anne, Anne uh, Bitter, I think her name is, she does a whole series of films with that same 1960s, 1970s kind of aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was another film she did that I thought was pretty good called A Visit from the Incubus, which came out like oh. two years before The Love Witch. Mm-hmm. Fucking another good movie. Sounds um, like it'd be a good her, one. Uh, her sex themed movies, right? Dude, it's all, they're all sex themed, these, these yeah. films. The Love Witch is so good, though. Uh, and my, my number two honorable mention is A Girl Walks Home Alone in the Dark. Uh, again, that was one. I almost contemplated making that one my number five instead of Satanic Panic. 
but Satanic Panic, you know, I got a, I have a love for comedy horror, so. Yeah. Jiro O'Connell's a comedy horror, like, stud. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good movie. All right, awesome. That was a great top five list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, women directors in horror. Pretty fucking awesome films. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah and there were a lot more that didn't make our list that I've oh, yeah. seen, and were, were, were decent movies. They just weren't, you know, they didn't top five worthy. Top five, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Very good. All right. We are moving right along today. Um, next, we got the movie of the month. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the movie of the month. So the movie of the month is X. I picked um, it this month. Yep. Picked by you, X. Um, let's see. Let's I got a couple notes here. So uh, the movie X came out in 2022. So it's a New Year movie. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 95%, and audience gives it 75%. Yeah, it, it's uh, ranked it, pretty high all the way around. Yeah, IMBD gave it a 7.3, which is super high, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, let me see. I'll, I'll pull up yeah, a I just saw our listeners, too. I don't know if they know this, but we always pick movies sight unseen, right? We always just... Always, yeah. Once, I once well, I picked I a movie think. that I had seen already because yeah, I so, thought you guys would like it. And you well, hadn't I mean, seen like, it. yeah, because like After yeah. Dark, I picked because you know it was a classic that I was familiar with, and neither of you guys even heard of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Most of the time, mostly, it's, it's, mostly, we, we just sort of throw a dart at a movie and hope it works, right? We decided to go with this one since it's it's fresh out right now. Yep, and uh, it's our fiftieth episode, and we wanted to do something current. And uh, it's another great A twenty seven film. Um, this is director Ty West. Um, a 19, in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. It was a good cast, too. There was some, uh, you know, some decent talent in that, that cast. Very for, for what very it was good, too, yeah, considering what cast. the movie was, like yes. I was like, wow, this is a pretty good cast. Yeah, yeah the cinematographer was uh, in the movie was from uh, the Evil Dead remake. He was the one that read the Necronomicon, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, he was the. And Brittany the kid. Snow. She was uh, Brittany Snow's been in a ton of the stuff. The funny thing She's is, he looked tons of things. He looked identical to what he did in the Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brittany exactly Snow was in Prom Night, the the Prom Night remake in two thousand eight. I don't know. If you All the Pitch Perfect movies. Yep, she was in the Pitch Perfect movies. Yep. And then the other girl, um, the the girl who was holding the boom mic, she was the star of the recent Scream movie. I can't remember her name off. Jenna Ortega. Yep. And she I was, was trying uh, yeah, to think of what movies the uh, the main star was in, and I couldn't think of it, and still can't. Oh yeah, uh, Mia Goth. Yeah. And I, and I picked it up too, during the movie. She actually yeah. played the old lady. Too. Yes, yes, that's on. something I wanted to bring up. So that that Mia Goth played both Maxine and mm-hmm. um, uh, the old. What was the old lady's fucking name? <laughs> Pearl. Pearl. So yeah. she played Maxine and Pearl, which yeah, it was it, funny because during the film, I'm like, dude, that girl looks familiar. Like the yeah, Pearl it was her looks, eyes, right? It yeah, was the eyes. yeah, like, yeah. Because like, Craig said, it, I'm like, yeah, her eyes look exactly the same. Yeah, and then I quick Googled it. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out! It's the same actress playing yeah. the two women. Um, but dude, let me just say, what a movie! Should we? Uh, yeah. Should we? Should we tell everyone if they haven't seen it to take yeah. it? You know, stop now. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen it, you should stop now. Go watch this film. And I just want to preface saying, go what, see it. What a fucking film! You definitely yeah, go should see watch it. it. Yeah, definitely go see it. 
and then come back and listen to our review. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I was shocked at how good this movie was. It, yeah. it, the thing is, it. at first I thought, all right, so it's, it's like going to be a slasher film. It's going to have all the same slasher film tropes. Somehow, no. it evaded those tropes and, yeah. Yeah. and introduced a very unique <laughs> fucking uh, antagonist as a slasher. It, yeah, like, it did. Well, and, and, and the motive was... Chris and I had yeah. that conversation. We're like, it can't be this old couple. Something's yeah, because they're too happen. fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like they can't move, and you know, I mean, it's like something different has to have. Like, there's going to be somebody in a, you know, somebody, and, and it's like, nope. I also like the simplicity of the story. I mean, it was it was very basic. Yes. You know, there wasn't like a whole lot going on. It was right in this spot, and here's what's happening, and that, you know, it was, yeah. But but like the cinematography was great. Like cinematography it, was great. The, whoever wrote that story, fucking bravo, man, bravo. Yeah, that was fucking great. And let me tell you. I got this theory about slasher films. You can kind of tell what the movie's going to be like by the first kill. Mm-hmm. Right? And the first kill in this fucking movie. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. God damn. The old lady just fucking kept going, bam, right? Bam, kept with going. the knife. And like his throat was like gone. Oh, like it was like, like dude, right? but like, the blood up on the headlights of the truck. Yeah, but, but I liked that they didn't even like they, they showed you all the, the, the mess at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Like the, the the sheriff and his partner, like, and he's just like, like, just blood everywhere. The you see that everywhere. That corpse without a head over one yeah. spot, you know. And yeah. then they go into that one room, and like, yeah. like, oh my god. And you're like, okay. And then they flash back. And I, I said to Craig, it's got to be like three or four days. It was 24 hours. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this was this this was just at the beginning of the day. It took took place over the weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, what the hell happened? And yeah, then I'm they slowly bring was... you along. It was the best special effects I've seen in a long, yes. long time. Yes, and you could tell a lot of the that shit the in there was the all practical. Very good. Yeah. It was like a mix yeah. of practical and digital. Like a couple times you can go, all right, there's a little digital in there. But between the two, fucking. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, when the blood splattered on the headlights and then everything was red. red. Like, the lighting was, was red. That was... And then she gets up and does like a little dance to some music in her head. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, man? That was I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be one hell of a movie. Because first of all, getting from the beginning of the film to that first kill was almost thirty minutes. Yeah, it was a but pretty they did, long time. They did tease you a little bit with that gross dead cow that they drove through and squished all the guts. Yeah, that yeah, was that some was nice blood and guts here, right there. Right? Plus the beginning of the movie. film where they showed you the, the crime scene. Yep. Uh, you know, so there's little teases just to kind of wet your whistle till, till you get to the to the main course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I liked too was the fact that like he was explaining to him to, to his crew how this was going to be the next big thing, porno movies you could watch from the comfort of your own home, and it was a boom for porno, just as it was a boom for horror. Yes. And we've talked about that numerous times now in the eighties. You just went into the movie, you know, the video store, and like that was like freeing for artists yep. and for consumers yep. so i i liked that they, he was showing you how they both kind of grew up together side by side yeah, yeah. and then took them and like crammed them together <laughs> it was awesome it was fucking great yeah. it was such a great film I, I i'm willing to say that so far this year this is the fucking horror movie of the year like yes I, it it blew away all the expectations that i had for the film just going by the trailers 
Yeah. And just in that first kill, I was like, holy fuck, this is going to be an insane fucking movie. Because, that, first of all, you don't think that woman was so frail. Right, yeah. She acted so frail, so, like, there was no way she could be killing these fucking right. grown men. But right. Dude, that she, I was like, god damn, what a yeah. fucking film. And then her the husband, too. All that sexual frustration coming out, right? Yeah, and exactly. then her husband too. Like I, like he shocked me. Like when when he, he that dude went to help him find his wife. Yes. And all of a sudden he turns around and he like blasts on him. I'm like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There was some good jump scares too. That like they were organically involved in the movie. Like yeah. like when when oh, the God. director was like peering out those little peepholes trying to find oh my trying God, to find yeah, the lady. That, yeah. And then and he, she jammed that pitchfork right through, right through to, the fucking and it was funny because Craig Craig pointed out there was three exact holes too in that in that like that oh, shed. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there, yeah. There was a lot of good stuff going on, and plus, I mean, like a '70s horror flick, lots of tons of TNA tons because of because TNA. of the concept of the movie. Yep. I think that I think whoever wrote the film had to intentionally make this merger together. Because think about it, you think yeah, about the definitely. horror movies of the ni- late nineteen seventies, early eighties. It was all about sex, promiscuity, yeah. teenagers mm-hmm. having sex, and every teenager dies. And then here you are, at the peak of that, it's pornography being filmed, right? Yeah. And, and horror, and, and, and they made my, sure that. Go ahead, go ahead. It was my concern that it was going to be a little too much sex. But then they did it. They found a nice balance. You know what I mean? Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit too much balance there towards the end when the old folks decided to give it a go. Oh my I was God. like, no, no, come on, no. Oh. That was one of the most horrific parts of that movie. And then the old lady's yelling, oh, fuck me, fuck me. I'm like, what the fuck? And that girl's like climbing out from under the bed. I'm like, thinking, I know yelling, she not? like get out of there. Like, yeah. get out of there now. Like, they're not going <laughs> to. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I was, was, was going to say something. Ah, oh, shit. Um, Damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. You were talking about the marriage of the two... Yeah, uh, the, har- the two horror and th- pornography, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so so what I was going to say was, and they even kind of foreshadowed that because they were watching that preacher man on the television at the at beginning. At the very beginning at the crime scene, right? yeah. And they flashed him here and there throughout, you know, Yeah. and then that dude put the TV back on, and we, the, the, the end was like... Holy shit, Holy no shit, way. That's his fucking like, daughter. What the fuck? I wasn't even expecting that to happen. Like, I was like, oh shit, it's the preacher's daughter. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I it, was like, and the thing, too, is like the survivor. Yeah. Like, she was fucking dark, man. Like, because yeah. she was like, yeah. ah, whatever. All this shit that happened, whatever. <laughs> well, because she was the preacher's daughter. She was right, you know, like, she just wanted to be something other than, than and that that's dude's the, and daughter. That's maybe the thing, right? She was evil, but they were even more evil. Like, because she, you know, drugs and sex. To me, there was an underlying story here about narcissism. Yeah. Because you think about it, it's the elderly woman who was was upset that she lost her beauty. You know, the comments that she made where I once was very beautiful, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then she still, like. The star was full of himself, right? He would get up and flex and, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the, yep. the 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 black dude that just shows up at the fucking door with his dick hanging out. I don't know if you saw that scene. Like, he's standing there in the sad in the shadows, and all you see is a silhouette of his fucking dick swinging yeah. between his legs, yeah, like, talking yeah, to the yeah, old yeah. man. And so it's like there's a, all these characters have like these narcissistic tendencies, and then you have the woman, the elderly woman, um, Pearl, who's like 
the like the epitome of what narcissist was in her youth, right? Yeah. She's taking saying like I was so beautiful, I was so awesome, you know, everything was great for me, and she still. And that's had why to, she's killed him, right? Because she's envious of like all these fucking guys. Like she can't be that anymore. She still has a sex drive, but. Her old man is like, my heart, I can't do it because of my heart. My heart. <laughs> and then yeah. you find out, like, in the basement. So when they take that girl and they shove oh, her into yeah. the basement, there's a fucking dude chained up down there naked. So naked. Obviously, they've done this before where, like, they've captured somebody that, that the woman Yeah, I think that wanted. was the Volkswagen bug that was in the lake. Right. And, it's, and like I said... Anyone that comes there, she kind of picks them out and goes, yeah, that, like the girl that she wanted, yeah. the driver, that's the girl I want. There's something about her. I want her. Yeah. I don't want, yeah. Well, I locked the other one in the basement. I don't want that one. I, I want her, the other one. There's something about her. Yeah, and it was, it was just vague enough but gave you enough detail that you could kind of figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. They never spelled it nope. directly out nope. to you, you no. know, but like – through all those little conversations here and there, you you finally figured out well, what their motive, like what the hell they were doing. Right, like in the, in the way, like when the old lady, the, oh, such a fucked up scene when the old when lady she gets in bed with that girl, gets in bed with that girl, she covered uh, in blood, and she like starts so, caressing the side of the girl <laughs> while she's laying in bed, and like there's blood and shit on her hands. It's like fucking, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, grossed out by this old lady. Yeah, uh, they they there was so many good like ways to like fuck with you in that movie they, they, they got the jump scares they got the, the gross, gross like, out shit people sex they got the squishing cow guts they, they got, got the anxiety building scene of the naked girl swimming in the lake with the alligator oh yeah with that it. alligator yeah, that was a cool scene yeah. too craig and i were saying that was probably shot from like a, a um drone like a drone because yeah, of her yeah. like floating yep. in the lake that was a really cool scene yeah yeah just a great like, overall that whole movie i was like i can't even halfway through, like I had to pause to go to the bathroom. I'm like, God damn, this is a good fucking movie. I can't yeah. like because at first. Oh, how about how about the scene? Speaking of effects, when she's trying to break out of the basement and she's going for the lock. Oh, fucking bashes her. Like go through you. Yeah, and I like, was grabbing my hand, man. I was sitting there like, oh shit. Because then oh, they show like her so finger, real, right? This, her finger, yeah, the bone is and the bone sticking out. Yeah, and then the best, well, so, like, and I told Chris this one yeah. of the best kill scenes I've ever seen. Was her running out the front door yeah. and all of a sudden, boom! Just shotgun blast right to the face. Yeah, and then he's I like, thought she was going to be the one to make it. I thought she was going to be the one to make it. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, and then the husband's like, "Come on, we got to drag that body inside because <laughs> it's self defense if she's inside the house." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like sitting there trying to pull her, and he's like, "Man, she's a lot heavier than she looks." And then he has a fucking heart attack right there on the spot. And that yeah. was cool too. Her face, like the the makeup on her face, like it was like half blown off. Like yeah. that was that was some cool practical effects. Yeah, it was like such all a the surprise. That's why I said it was one of the best kill scenes. Yeah, because you didn't see that like coming. She's out the door, you're like she's gone, and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> it's like, and you could see the like dimples from all the be- all the pellets, all the BBs in the shotgun yeah. blowing half her face off. And then the yeah. best part, the, I think it was kind of funny even, was when the old lady shoots the shotgun at the, the la- at the survivor. <laughs> yeah, and then she fucking blows her right off the porch. <laughs> that was hilarious. And she's like, oh, my hip, you need to help me. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then she backs you the truck hip. right over her fucking head. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. And that's what that's what is funny because Craig says she must get away because she wasn't laying out there when the, when the cop showed up at the beginning of the movie. And then all of a sudden she runs her head over. It's like, oh, yeah. There was a headless that's corpse right. in the in the, at the, very in the front of the. That's why we didn't see it was right. her because it was headless. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! It's just the way that her body like flew off the fucking steps. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed too, man. I laughed too, because I didn't see that coming either. Like, 
It's, it's what no, you would expect from it, it was so well written. It was yeah, like, yeah. It's what you would expect from a, a frail seventy nine pound fucking elderly woman firing a twelve gauge <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. In her slippers. Yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, I'm gonna say like this movie. Uh, it's my favorite horror movie of the year so far. I, I hope to God that this thing wins some decent awards because, yep. man, was that good. That was so good. It exceeded all the expectations that I had of this film. And it's the one film that I'm guaranteed I will recommend it to everyone that I know that likes horror because it I is already surprisingly have recommended it, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, I'm going to say five stars for me. Five? It's a five-star film. It's fucking good. Wow. I was, I was going to go... No. F- Four, but maybe I'll bump it up to four and a half just because I no, feel I'm, I'm doing five, and I was I, thinking that this this is like all the right. Well, if I give it a four and you guys out. both give it a five, it's still it's four a, and a half. Then yeah, either it's, way, it's a fucking. I'm telling you, it's a fucking good film. I, I it, it was good. Yeah, like I said, I I didn't expect much because the trailer really didn't give you much, right? I was just no, thinking, all it right, didn't. it's gonna be some fucking raunchy porn filming and some slasher goes nuts, probably over a jealous girlfriend or something crazy like that. But it turned out. No, ab- absolutely uh, subverted expectations. For me, yeah. other than the fact that it wasn't like shot in thirty-five millimeter, which would have made it like pretty awesome, yeah. it reminded me of a set, like a seventies like horror movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it it really did. Like it was an homage to seventies horror. You know, other than the fact that it didn't have that grittiness that you yeah. usually get yeah. from those films. Definitely, like all the gore, all the shock, all the gross out. Just, uh, just yeah, some, a great film. Some all funny around. scenes, sort of, sort of a lot of, of sex. Rob Zombie slash Texas Chainsaw, right? Like, yeah. I, I was yep. thinking the same kind of vibes as te- Texas Chainsaw, you know, the Southern Texas, you know, backwoods yeah. fucking yeah. farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Just just great. Just, and and really, at first, like, you know, like I said, in the beginning, I really thought maybe the old man is going to be the killer. Or there was like yeah. a son or something upstairs that they didn't talk about. That you know, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting like some son that they didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. Who was like some kind of you know like, like Jason Voorhees kind of dude or you know. Yeah, and instead it's this like she had to be like <laughs> eighty pounds at the you know dripping wet, she had soaking to be 80 wet. Pounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what a fucking great film! What a great film! I forgot when she pushed that girl to the in the lake too. Totally forgot about that. And then and the gator chopped the girl's head right, off. Right, he took her fucking Just, head. Just I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Another cool death scene. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, please. <laughs> <laughs> she just. Oh man, what a great film! All yeah. right, so we're giving it a four and a half. Four and a half stars overall from American Nightmare Podcast. Go watch this movie. It needs yeah. to make money because this director, the writer, the cast—what a great film overall! Yeah. Uh, all around great film. Um, excellent. So let's talk a little bit. Um. I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners, always, for listening to the American Nightmare podcast. I see that we have more and more listeners all the time. We're up to about 125 per episode. It's pretty good. Cool. Um, it's funny because I, I have a friend, uh, my friend that lives up in L.A., used to run the uh, Skid Row Studios in downtown Los Angeles that recorded multiple different podcasts for multiple different people, including... Um, uh, the porn actress, uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, oh, I, Ginger Lynn. Ginger Lynn, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. Ginger Lynn's podcast and all that stuff. And he always would say, you know, because he ran the recording studio engineering part of it, and he would say, all these fucking stars come in here and go, oh, I got thousands of listeners, I got thousands of listeners. And he'd go, man, I would look at the downloads and be less than 20. Even for Ginger Lynn, who probably was the biggest star 
uh, that was in the afternoons on the on their streaming uh, service, mm-hmm. and was like, even her was like lucky to get a couple hundred. Like, oh, so we're we're doing pretty good then. And I told, I showed him our numbers because actually, you're probably better than most of the shows that I had on the uh, Skid Row uh, radio. So I'm like, Sweet. yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. We're just doing it for some fun. Yeah, I'm very excited for our followers. I'm glad that you know we're doing this just for our own personal uh, entertainment, and I'm glad that you guys are along to listen. Uh, but I'd like to get some feedback from you guys. So if you could. Participate a little bit as a listener. Yeah. Give us, us a top feedback. five list. We're running out of top five lists, fellas. We're going to get to that point. We may, we may have to stop them because, <laughs> yeah. you know. You can't come up with any more. Um, also, give us some recommendations for films. You know, between the three of us, I'm sure we could come up with recommendations till the end of time. But, but we'll do a listener listener one. Yeah. Actually, when we did the Golden Glove, that was a listener uh, listener recommended uh, yep. movie. Also, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in a, uh, I'm going to put a little, um, um, up on our Twitter feed and up on our Instagram and also on Facebook, I will put um, a little um, a survey because I want to know, are you interested in listener watch parties? So what we're saying is when we do a movie review of a film that's on a streaming service or digital or whatever, uh, where we would synchronize the play with you on a live stream where we would watch the film, you know, obviously not broadcasting the film for copyright purposes, but we would watch it at our location, you watch it at your location, watching together, have a conversation while watching it. If you're interested, that's something I'd like to do, so let us know. Um, Again, the feedback, all your suggestions for future podcasts, feedback, you can email us at feedback at the-american-nightmare.com. Visit us on the web, the hyphen american hyphen nightmare.com or you can visit us on facebook we also have an instagram account and a twitter account uh tan podcast t-a-n podcast on twitter and both instagram so if you're interested please send us some feedback uh also i'd like to say the opening music is stores hammer by ethan mexis uh mexica i'm sorry i can't pronounce that fucking name um also um I think that's it, yeah. Also, uh, Riverside FM, we have an affiliate link. This is where we record our podcast. So if you're interested in using Riverside FM to record podcasts or to record uh, meetings or anything like that, uh, we'll post our link, our affiliate link, and then this way we'll get a little credits uh, on the service if you use it. Credits? Yeah, credits, because it does cost money to do this. All right, awesome. Thanks, everybody, and we will uh, talk to you uh, next time. Next time. All right, thanks.